Master Zhang taught us that the Taekwondo spirit, which may or may not be the spirit that moves us, is an indomitable spirit. Sometimes when your world appears to have crashed, it's wise to tell yourself, I have an indomitable spirit, if you can say that word. Say it enough, you may believe it, believe it, and it may come true. I used to keep a file of rejection letters, thinking once they stopped coming, I would use the collection to wallpaper a room. That was before I realized they may never stop coming. I got one this morning. Here's a grim fact of life. If you're not getting rejected by somebody for something, you probably stop dreaming, which may be the most dangerous thing an artist can do. Rejections may come from friends. Suppose you spend a year writing a novel. You give a copy to a dear friend and learn a few weeks later that he has not only put off opening your book, but during that time, he has bought and read two Dean Kuntz thrillers. No matter what excuse he gives, your feelings get hurt. In writer's groups, we judge the worth of our stories by every remark, sigh, modulation of voice, and facial expression. If our feelings don't get hurt even a little, either we have achieved something like nirvana or become experts at the dubious skill of turning hurt to anger, which sooner or later will either kill us or send even our brightest spirits into exile. Agents and editors sometimes reject us in brutal ways. I once submitted a baseball novel and after about four months received a note, sorry you struck out with us. Either this prominent editor hadn't gleaned that people who devote well over a year to a project don't consider their work a joke, or she had a mean streak the size of and a heart the temperature of Siberia in winter. Suppose that after 10 years of dedicated work you publish your first novel and feel you deserve at least a modicum of respect. You've gotten fine reviews. Then you pick up another review and think it must have been written by somebody who didn't read more than five pages of your novel and, moreover, mistook you for the guy who stole his wife. Anyone who has suffered such a review or had a nightmare about receiving one should read Tobias Wolf's short story, A Bullet in the Brain, in which a book reviewer who gets taken hostage by bank robbers criticizes his captors until the joyous ending, which I won't give away any more of than I already have. In case I haven't made my point, it's this. As a writer, you're going to get rejected so you'd better protect yourself by learning how to cope with rejection. Friedrich Nietzsche gave up the simple answer to this problem. He wrote, creators are hard. Okay, but the best creators are also soft. They're vulnerable, open to deep and wide range of emotion. So let's defar define hard as resilient rather than as solid or dense. Let's be willing to stretch ourselves even to the breaking point by mustering confidence in our ability to repair our hearts or by trusting that God will repair us. A few gimmicks have helped me recover from rejection.
The simplest is realizing that no one person can determine how other readers will react. Midheaven, my first novel, went to three editors. The first reported that he liked the story but not the narrator. The second liked the narrator but not the story. The third liked them both and bought on the surface where we generally live, we can ease the pain of rejection by already having in mind the next book and being so excited about it we can convince ourselves no sane person could reject it. As my friend writer Donald Proviance once said, are you in it for the long haul or aren't you? Still rejections can send me to wallow in self-doubt and agony until I persuade my heavy heart that my motive for writing isn't to become the darling of editors and critics. At a deep level, wisdom suggests that our writing should be about giving love, not getting it. Master Zhang asked us, how do you be a good teacher? Students tossed out sensible but wrong answers until Master Zhang said, love your students. In a real sense, our readers are our students. Our stories teach whether we mean for them to or not. Love can be defined as the willingness to sacrifice to promote the spiritual growth of another, or the intellectual growth for that matter. We can do well to consider writing a sacrifice of our time, passion, and energy to create a gift of love. If we give a gift and it gets thrown away, in the wise words of Kurt Vonnegut, so it goes. Our business, after all, is to give, not to expect.